It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to the to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Gross, Anzo, yes! Touchdown, did he get it? Welcome on in to another edition of the Full Court Press. Eric Franson, Jason Walker. 106.9 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Streaming on 1069thefan.com and on the 1069thefan mobile app. Appreciate you tuning in joining us on the Full Court Press today. Love to hear from you on our Full Court Press text line, 435-339-0321, if you want to chime in. Uh, we were talking about uh, you know, last hour, if if the NBA truly wanted to have a, a, a matchup in Europe that closely resembled a European all-star game, wouldn't you pick two teams other than Chicago and Detroit? And what what teams would you send if you were to do that? Because right now, the current standings, um, Chicago is number 10 in the East. They're 21 and 24. And Detroit has the worst record in the Eastern Conference at 12 and 36. So you send two teams with losing records to say this is the closest thing we have to a European All-Star game that we have. Just because Boyan Bogdanovich plays in the game doesn't mean it's a European All-Star game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, Vukovic for uh, Chicago? Yeah. yeah. Vukovic is beyond his prime. So it's like Boyan's kind of still playing some of his best basketball, but Vukovic, he's not been playing his best basketball for like a year or two. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, Utah Jazz, since we're talking about the NBA, Utah Jazz did win last night, beat the Clippers, and with the victory, the Jazz move up to the number six position in the Western Conference. Yeah, it was just a, it's just like a week or so ago that some random BYU but also L.A. Lakers fan was like, he posted like a picture of the standings where the Lakers were one spot ahead of the Jazz, and it was like ninth to tenth, I think, was where you know Lakers were like nine, Jazz were ten or something like that. And he was like, you know, talking smack on Jazz fans, like, oh, yeah, the Lakers are going to suck, but they're doing better than the Jazz. And then everyone was like, yeah, you're an idiot. There's there's an <laughs> obvious reason why that was a very dumb take. But now the Lakers are still, like, eighth or ninth, and the Jazz are sixth. Lakers? Uh, Lakers are way out of it. Lakers are uh, 13th. Jeez. Oh, so they're doing even worse than they were before. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's nice to see the Jazz climbing that high up. I don't think they'll manage to stick around at sixth, though they could if they stay healthy and don't trade anybody. But they may end up trading people, so we'll have to see exactly how all this goes down. Uh, let's get to the full court press text line. This came in from 5374. For the Jazz being a 500 team, where do they go from here? Trade everyone off or bring someone in? Now, there's, there's different lines of thinking. There's basically nobody to bring in that you think is going to make you immediately better. There's maybe one trade out there. You know, John Collins has been a name that's been around, but thing is, the Jazz, in most structures for, you know, a John Collins deal, I think there is one, 
one offer the Jazz made or reportedly made to the Hawks was, I think it was Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt for John Collins and a first-round pick from Atlanta. And Atlanta said no to that. They don't want to attach a pick, but John Collins is seen as a negative asset. So you're trading for him, but he's not like the guy to make you better. And there's not really anybody on the trade market that you're buying to become better. The kind of pieces that are on the market right now are, well, the Jordan Clarkson's Malik Beasley's, the kind of borderline starter, you know, kind of fill a, fill a hole in the roster kind of guys. The guys that Clarkson, Conley, Vanderbilt, and Beasley can all be. But the people trying to buy those players are the kinds that already have, like, multiple, you know, all-stars or potentially even all-NBA players or the Lakers. And yeah, so it's, it's like there's nothing really for the Jazz 2 to get better. The only thing they can do is subtract players or subtract, you know, trade away some of their valuable pieces. Of course, there's nothing they're going to get significant in return. The two best options... Two best players on the market for the Jazz appear to be John Collins and Rui Hachimura from Washington. From Washington. And Hachimura isn't even that particularly great. He's still a fairly young but borderline, you know, I think he was a lottery pick. He's a guy that's probably not living up to the billing of being a lottery pick, though he's not necessarily a bad player. He just probably hasn't lived up to his full potential yet. Hasn't done that in Washington. And Collins, so they're both kind of a similar player where you're trying to buy them in the sense that you're trying to rehabilitate their value and help them reach their full potential. Every other trade I've seen has the Jazz taking back meaningless players and a first-round pick for any combination of Clarkson, Beasley, Vanderbilt, whatever. So those, those are the trades we're looking at. Most of the trade scenarios involve the Jazz selling. There's, you know, toying with the idea of, of buying but I said this over and over, there's nobody to buy. So that's just a terrible way to go. Well, it makes me wonder, okay, so if the Jazz are going to be buyers on the market, like who would they be looking for? And let's not be necessarily constrained by who is or who isn't necessarily available. Is there a type of player that this Jazz roster is missing? Is like, What type of player does this roster need to sustain itself in the playoff picture, um, and and then based on those characteristics, maybe then we can look at see who might be available, who could they potentially go after. But is there a particular type of player that this Jazz team is missing and could use to help sustain them or improve their current situation? The player they are missing is a top five or arguably top five player. The Giannis's, the Kevin Durant's, the maybe LeBron James of a few years ago. And you could probably say, okay, maybe you're not getting like the you know Hall of Fame level, maybe you know, a Devin Booker or a Donovan Mitchell. You're basically missing that kind of player. A closer. Yeah. The closer, the guy who will manufacture a bucket when you absolutely need it. The thing that the Jazz sort of have in Clarkson but would really need basically a better version of Clarkson. Again, Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker, Jason Tatum, Luka Doncic. You can go down the list of all these different guys that are in that, you know, could theoretically win an MVP if they had, you know, one of their better seasons. 
that's the guy they're missing. Are any of those guys on the market? No. There's maybe you could chase after a Jimmy Butler, but he's kind of beyond his years of being that. Paul George, I know somebody threw out that today on Twitter, and I was like, I guess, but Paul George has just never been reliable, even though he's often billed as that kind of player. So the Jazz are missing the top, an upper echelon player, and none of them seem to be available. None. Of, there's no disgruntled star the Jazz could trade for. So that's why th- there's just no reason for the Jazz to be buyers. They need to try and you know get a few more assets. You know maybe try and get a couple more first round picks for the future. Get their draft position. You know maybe just barely miss the playoffs or just ba- you know barely get into the playoffs. Be toward the end of that lottery. Maybe try and get lucky with a pick. Maybe the Timberwolves pick gets lucky, or package a. You know, theoretically, I don't know, 13 and 18 overall picks into like a number eight pick and try and find somebody you really like there. Which that's worked. You know, it worked for Donovan Mitchell. They got Donovan Mitchell out of a trade like that. Yeah. They also traded for Trey Burke in a, in a trade like that. But you could find a star that way. And then you fit him into the current roster and then you develop everything and work toward that while your draft pick hopefully becomes that upper echelon player that's the idea yeah and i when i look at you know this the current jazz roster how it's currently constituted if we want to put that way it 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 kind of lacks in any small forward type production rudy gay is the only guy on the roster listed as a small forward and we know how productive that that's working out for the jazz nope yeah so um uh, Simone Fontecchio, he kind of fills that role also. But, but So bottom line is you're not getting a lot of production out of that position, yeah. period. Basically, it's if you're saying Lowry Markkinen is a small forward, which he kind of fits that he role. He kind of plays that role, certainly not the body type, but he kind of the way he plays is kind of that role, um, especially if you're going to uh, start. Um, well, I guess he's more of the power forward. If you're starting Kessler or Olenek, then the Lowry Markin is your, your next guy down that in the low post. His best position would be to be the power forward and then have another an actual small forward. So th- that that's the ideal. Of course, finding a you know true real small forward can be a, quite the task. It's hard to find guys that have length and athleticism to actually play small forward. Yes. A lot of the guys these days tend to be just slightly taller shooting guards. You know, like a Jordan Clarkson or a Malik Beasley. <laughs> Something like that. Or an Ocha Agbaji. He could maybe end up being the, the small forward of the future. But ideally you find yourself either maybe you get yourself a point guard to eventually replace Mike Conley. I'd much prefer another scoring wing because that's just the way the league works is you need the scoring wings, a shooting guard or small forward. Pair that with, you know, a growing Walker Kessler, an emerging Lowry Markinen. Have, you know, have Mike Conley, then maybe you find a success for Conley as things go along because Conley's reaching the end of his rope of his career. Then fill in the roster as need be. Uh, some of these pieces won't be around. You know, a lot of the guys on the roster aren't going to be here in two or three years. But still, you can probably form a core around Kessler, Markinen, some draft pick from this year. 
Agbaji, if he turns out to be, you know, he's, he's emerging as a potential 3 and D player. There's a lot to be excited about him. But Agbaji probably not going to be much more than a glorified Royce O'Neal in, you know, down the line. Or be what we all were kind of hoping, expecting, or thinking Royce O'Neal was, an actual 3 and D player. So that's something you can form around. But again, like that, that's, that's building down the line. There's nothing you can buy this year that can give you what the Jazz will need. One more upper echelon player, or, well, a upper echelon player, period, to combine with a lot of the pieces the Jazz have now, which project to be either great uh, rotation players, you know, Agbaji and Kessler could be great rotation players, fringe or occasional all-star like Lowry Markkinen, you know, great role player like Mike Conley, you know, fit that all around, your alpha superstar. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of texts coming through on this, uh, 435-339-0321, if you want to chime in. Uh, text here from 4781, uh, reminding us that the uh, uh, Lakers are actually in 13th position. Yeah, you mentioned yeah, that, and he texted in like that. right after you said that. So <laughs> you both uh, were on the same page there. And then also the Jazz need Jalen Brown. So that's not the word. The problem is that Jalen Brown doesn't seem to be available anymore because – Previously, I liked the idea of trading for Jalen Brown. He was the guy that maybe he could almost have a jump like Lowry Marketing did jumping from Cleveland to Utah. Not the same because Brown is, you know, a 20-point-per-game 20, like 20 scorer already in Boston, but maybe could emerge into being the top guy on a good team. There, there's some debate as to whether or not Jalen Brown could actually be the best player on a championship-caliber team. But I liked the idea at least. Yeah, I mean, I I loved the idea of, of pairing Jalen Brown with Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, that's probably one of the things I love the most is that you'd have another one of those guys, and he'd be a you know defense, you know, a true two way player, scorer and defender, to pair with Mitchell. I feel like that would have filled a lot of holes, but obviously the Jazz didn't have enough to actually buy. Yes, Jalen Brown, so that was never going to happen. But in this case, like. Buying Jalen Brown, that doesn't really get you where you need. It just probably makes the Jazz the fourth best team in the West. That'll maybe at best make the conference finals, but probably lose in the second round over and over. You'd be back to where you were with Mitchell and Gobert, basically. Back to playoff purgatory. Uh, 5 2 4 2. Jazz need to package some picks for Kuzma. Hmm. Oh, I guess a couple other texts here I missed. Uh, I think Collins and Hachimura are both good players, but not alongside Lowry Markinen. Yeah, there's some debate as to whether or not they work because Collins and Markkinen, they are different players, but they're both kind of in that mold of, you know, Markkinen's a, you could play at small forward, but maybe you don't like it. Uh, he was playing small forward when Vanderbilt and Olenek were starting. Yeah, that's true. Right now I think he's, he's the power forward with Kessler starting, and they've put Vanderbilt on the bench with Kessler starting. And, but, yeah, if you have Kessler, Collins, and Markkinen, there's some worry as to whether or not that would work. That is something that I've considered with, you know, wanting Collins. Hachimura is kind of in that same spot where he's a more true power forward but maybe has some small forward versatility. So that that is that is a real concern. I'm probably less concerned about it than 5242 is, but it is a concern. Uh, a couple other texts here from 5242. Also, everyone can be sold for the right price. And uh, first-rounder and salary filler for Eric Gordon. 
You may never text the show again after saying that. <laughs> no, please no. <laughs> no. I saw that like in in the preview, and I saw first round of salary for, for Eric G, and I was like, he better not be saying what I think he is. <laughs> and I hope he's not serious. Uh, one five seven zero. With the Jazz, this is not an immediate rebuild. This is going to be something that happens over several years. Of course, there's nobody available this year, but who's not to say there won't be somebody available in the years to come, plus all their draft capital. I'm actually really excited for the Jazz to be this good with this team. Yeah, and that is that's something we brought up before. But it's like if you keep the Jazz around at this level, you have all this capital to spend. What if a star does become available? What if Luka Doncic asks out of Dallas? Huh. Maybe you trade. So that sounded really sarcastic and mean. <laughs> I did not mean it to sound that way. But it's to 1570's point, and I'm not the only person to make this point. I wasn't the first to come up with this point. But the Jazz could, instead of drafting people with all this draft capital, use it to buy be on the other end of the trades they just made. Instead of trading away Donovan or Gobert, they could trade for a... Hopefully they aren't trading for a <laughs> someone like Gobert where he moves and then immediately starts fading away. But, yeah, you could you could trade for, for some kind of star to complete the process. If these next couple of draft picks you have don't yield you that alpha player, which that is a very likely scenario then maybe you try an already established star, bring him in, and hope that player completes the process. That well, That's certainly a, a possibility. Right. Well, and you, if you are, and we've seen this before where you develop a young core that looks exciting and there's uh, some disenfranchised uh, uh, or, or disaffected uh, star somewhere else. It's like, you know what, I want to go play for that, that group of young, young players. I want to play alongside them. We, we've seen this happen, and they just they come and they arrive on the scene, and, and it makes a, a big difference for them and then moves things in a better direction. So, right, I, right now, I mean, this year is – the Jazz are, have already won this season. No matter what happens the rest of the year, the Jazz have won this season because of the future draft capital, because of what they've discovered with Lowry Markkinen, Walker Kessler. I mean, those two players alone, the Utah Jazz, have won the season. Everything else that happens after this is gravy. If the Jazz make the playoffs with this squad, pure gravy. Um, and just extra opportunity to to build on the future success of the program. Uh, more text coming through, 5242. You guys hitting on Eric Gordon, or am I missing something? I was hitting on Eric Gordon. I Not for a first-round pick. Like, Eric Gordon's okay, but for one, he's like, how old is he again? 34. And again, he's a roster hole filler type player. The Jazz trading a first round pick for Eric Gordon makes zero sense. One, because they already have like three players like Eric Gordon. Maybe not as good as on defense as Eric Gordon has been. At least if I, if I remember, before, Eric Gordon's still good on defense at 34 years old. As defensive box plus minus doesn't speak very well, but still, like, this is you have Clarkson and Beasley at Eric Gordon's position. Why would you trade for Eric Gordon? Gordon is a great trade for a bunch of other people, and maybe even a first round pick in salary filler. But for the Jazz, no. Yeah, it doesn't it, it doesn't make sense for Utah? Yeah, and again, that's the thing is there's there's they have guys. that they have yeah. that player 
in spades right now. Yeah, and there's guys like Gordon on the market. You know, Gordon, the Jazz have a couple players like Gordon. There's other teams that have these potential guys they could sell. They're just not right for the Jazz. And that may be the price for Eric Gordon, but the price isn't right for the Jazz. Not for Utah. Uh, 4781, are the Jazz in a rebuild or a reload? They can reload easily with all the picks they have. Also, Mark Cuban says that Luka is untouchable. He'd divorce his wife before he would let Luka go. Yeah, he'd say that, but if Luka asks out, then his hands get tied, and that's how these situations go. The player usually wins in that case. But I use Luka as an example. I'm not saying that he's... Right, he, he's going to leave know Dallas. Something is happening. Yeah. I'd I'd consider that fairly unlikely, and it would have to be in like a year or two if the Mavericks continue to fail to put anything around Luca. That's when he would ask out. We're not at that point yet. No. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. If the Jazz um, were to make a trade by the trade deadline, what type of player would they or should they go after? Um, should they be in the rebuild or reload mode? Because right now, currently, they're at number six in the uh, Western Conference standings. But as uh, Jason quickly reminds me every time I bring this up, uh, the Jazz are, you know, look at the standings in the NBA. The Jazz are a game behind Dallas for the number five spot. But they're also a game ahead of Minnesota uh, and, frankly, Portland to be out of the playoffs altogether. Yeah. And to kind of talk about rebuild versus reload, the Jazz should be in build the foundation mode. And it kind of ties back to my own little theory about uh, NFL teams and how they can build. You build the foundation at a quarterback. Whether you add it through the draft, some some teams have managed to mm-hmm. add a, um, a quarterback through free agency and found success. It's not a perfect solution because you saw Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford kind of work, but you saw Russell Wilson not work at all, period, whatsoever. But there's that theory with you build a team, add the key piece to an already developed team. They just need that one piece to take them further. The Jazz, they can be in, build the foundation, add the piece, go from there. It's not always the best strategy that's worked, but we've seen it work in Toronto for the championship. Um, kind of saw it with Milwaukee. Uh, they kind of went a different way. Maybe the Jazz can be similar to Milwaukee where they find their pick and develop it while they're building the foundation. But still, with how the roster is now, since the Jazz didn't just you know fall to the floor for their rebuild, I think they can take this particular path of build the foundation, add the piece. If they bottomed out like you know the Kings or at one point the Warriors bottomed out, then you could take the build the entire team through the draft. But the Jazz can build a foundation and then find a way, hopefully, to land that upper echelon player. And if they do, then they'll have a chance at a championship. And if not, then it'll be like the last 30 years of Jazz basketball. (laughs) All right, uh, more on that. We've got uh, an exciting schedule of high school basketball coming up tonight. Uh, We've got... um, you know, the the rest of what's going on in the Mountain West, the NBA, a lot more coming up here on the Full Court Press. Love to hear from you as well. 435 339 
Al's Sporting Goods just launched the boat. A boatload of over 10,000 pairs of gloves and hundreds of other winter items at closeout prices. It's the annual boatload of gloves extravaganza. Thousands of gloves from Burton, DeKine, Gordini, and Scott at least 50% off. All remaining winter skis, boards, boots, bindings at least 30% off. All winter jackets from the North Face, Columbia, and Boulder Gear save 30%. Winter helmets from Jero, Scott, and Smith 30% off. Clearance pricing on all fitness equipment. Every treadmill, elliptical, and recumbent bike is at blowout prices. At Al Sporting Goods, every sport, every season. It's that first kiss, that moment in time. It's that look in her eye when you get the first sign. We make it personal, you know when it's real. Something for everyone, you know how you feel. Jared's fine jewelry. Make it special, make it Jared's. Elements has delicious lunch specials, two for $30, or the new soup, salad, and bread special for just $10. is tasty and quick. Elements lunch menu is full of scrumptious items prepared with a personal touch. Wood-fired pizzas are an excellent choice that include barbecue chicken and the bee's knees. The fresh-battered halibut fish and chips with seasoned fries is always a hit. And don't forget the fan-favorite Munster Burger. Casual or professional, open Monday through Thursday, 11.30 to 8 p.m., and Friday and Saturday, 11.30 to 9 p.m. Visit the Elements restaurant.com for reservations today. We're heading into some crazy weather this winter, which means power outages. Tyler and his team at Golden Spike Electric can install a Generac automatic standby generator for your home so you can avoid issues when the power goes out. If you have one already, Golden Spike Electric can maintain your Generac automatic standby generator for you. Find them online at gsegenerators.com or call 435-257-3016. Golden Spike Electric and Generac automatic standby generators. Power you can count on. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Odd Couple I check with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. When you look at these NBA numbers, it's easier than ever to score in the NBA. Broussard could have a double-double with 15 points and a, a 10 rebound. I do think I could go for four points in today's NBA. I might even get a basket <laughs> if Nancy Lieberman is guarding me, okay? Uh, with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Weeknights from 6 to 8 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. It's the Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Full Court Press, Eric France and Jason Walker, and you. Love to have uh, you text in the program, 435 435- 339-0321-5242 texting in who are some other small forwards that are most likely to be on a new team in a month ooh boy that's a good question um that's a <laughs> I don't know that's really good I'll have to look into that because I think you're right that's that's a position at least in my mind where Utah was really lacking um because the, the guys that they do have at that position do not really help. And they just don't they only have two guys really listed at that position. So but who else is available or who could be available? That's a good question. I'll, we'll do some digging on that and uh, maybe throw out some potential names and do a little bit more, you know, could this really be a legitimate target for the Utah Jazz? Uh, coming up later on tonight, uh, region 11 basketball back in action for boys basketball. 
And so quick rundown of who's playing where, what's on the schedule tonight. So um, Mountain Crest is on the road. They're at Bear River. So two different ways to catch this game. If you're a Bear River fan, on you can listen to it on 104.9 The Ranch. And we'll have video or we'll have the uh, links to listen on cashvalleydaily.com. Uh, for the Mountain Crest fans, uh, there will be video of that game, and that'll be on 1077 KLZX as well. So, video streaming on Cash Valley Daily. And I guess, really, for Bear River fans, if you want to uh, watch the game, watch the Mountain Crest feed and you can see it. Um, but uh, so, two different coverages of that same game going on tonight. Uh, it's going to be uh, Ridgeline hosting Skyview. So that'll be here on the fan with uh, Hurricane John Newbold on the call. And, um, uh, no, excuse me, it'll be uh, Dave Simmons and Nick Zollinger on the call. And um, it'll be here on the fan. It'll also be on 104.5 The Ranch in Cache County. Video streaming on CacheValleyDaily.com. And then, finally, the other game on the schedule tonight, Logan hosting Green Canyon. And uh, Jason Walker on the call with Logan Weber. And uh, that'll be on KVNU. 102.1 102.1 FM, 610 AM, as well as 100.9 light FM uh, on the radio dial, video streaming on cashvalleydaily.com. So a couple different ways to follow these games. We already have links up and available on Cash Valley Daily, so you can follow these games and uh, plan around it to watch them. And after the games are over, I know that we've had some issues through this basketball season about being able to go back after the games are done and re-watching them, that has been resolved. And so now you can go back and re-watch uh, these games after they're done. So they are available on CashValleyDaily.com for the replay uh, right after the game is done. So uh, a couple more games going on tonight for boys basketball. And tomorrow, Jason, it's our, our first of several uh Featured games highlighting the girls' basketball in uh, from Region 11. Yeah, we're going to have uh, five of these this year, one for every week the rest of the way through Region. We didn't have one for the first week of Region play. There was just the one game uh, for everyone. So we're going to have one every week. Starting off strong with uh, Ridgeline at Skyview. John Newbull going to be on the call. He'll, he'll be calling it, so it'll be streamed online. It'll be on Skyview's uh, stream. You can find it there and should be able to find it on Ridgeline's as well. So... It'll be on Skyview's think, YouTube channel or whatever. It'll be on Cash Valley Daily. Yeah, and you can, and we'll have we'll uh, embed that on the website so you can watch it there. But yeah, this is number one in the RPI against number two in the RPI. Two very good teams. Ridgeline, right now they seem unstoppable. They've got Emily Skinner leading the charge, but she's not the only good player. There's a lot of good players on that team. She's just the you know the the headliner. She's the one who will score a lot of points. I think she had 27 points last night. Uh, in the win over, gosh, who did they play last? I think it was Bear River last night. I think they played, hmm. and and beat them pretty solid. So, very good team. But Skyview also a really good team. They just come off a win against Logan, where they are very dominant in that one. So it's going to be two good teams playing each other. So we'll have a way to watch it on Cash Valley Daily, and then it'll also be on one hundred seven point seven on the FM dial to listen as you're out and about. But uh, we're excited to be able to highlight girls basketball throughout Region 11 with these uh, you know, designated game of the week. And they're going to 
bounce around a little bit on which day actually that it, that it occurs because of schedules and matchups and things like that. But uh, our first one for this season is going to be tomorrow night. And on 107.7 KLZX, the uh, game will be at Skyview um, as they host Ridgeline and video streaming on CashValleyDaily.com. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. That was one of the things when I came on here is I wanted to expand our high school coverage, and that includes, you know, girls' sports. Because we've been doing a lot around here to, you know, obviously cover the, the boys' sports and the football. It's an amazing thing. You know, we've, we've heard the coaches talk about having their kids on, you know, radio and on streaming. It's been a wonderful, wonderful thing for the football and boys' basketball teams. And now we're pushing into other areas, too. It's growth. It's positive. Yes, it's awesome. We love to be able to do that. Because um, we've had photo galleries uh, of uh, a lot of different sports, but it's fun to have the uh, the live presentation of the game uh, and also a, a re- be able to review it after the fact as well. So that's going to be exciting to be able to do that. And uh, you can always go to CashValleyDaily.com to find out what games are on the schedule and how to follow along. So the, our first one for the girls' basketball season coming up tomorrow night, again, as Skyview hosts Ridgeline. Uh, another quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. When we come back, uh, we need to get into pick six. Six things we think are going to happen this weekend. Invite you to play along as well. 435-339-0321. It's cold outside, but you can keep warm inside with a quality-built, super-efficient York furnace. Count on a furnace from York because it's backed by the strongest warranties available. It's just another way we install confidence. Call Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning, your local York dealer, at 752-7272. Online at advancedheating-ac.com. York, install confidence. We're not comfortable until you are Advanced Heating and Air. Experience Sunday brunch at Prodigy Brewing on Center Street. Churro French toast, beignets and berries, and everyone's favorite chili quiles. A delicious combination of eggs, house-made enchilada sauce, tortilla chips, avocado, and pico. Brunch has an all-new meaning of tasty when you visit Prodigy Brewing. Serve Sundays 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Prodigy's atmosphere is vibrant, energetic, and friendly. Whether it's with family or friends, Sunday brunch at Prodigy Brewing is a delicious experience. Prodigy Brewing, exceptional food, extraordinary service, and family-friendly on Center Street in downtown. Downtown Logan. Let's talk about getting your car registered. What a pain. With registration and emissions, it takes hours. Valvoline Instant Oil Change in Logan, across from Angie's, will take that pain away. Stop in to get your oil changed and have the emissions test done. Then re-register your car. It's that easy, all in one stop. The best thing? You can stay in your car while their trained pros service your vehicle. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, 695 North Main. Open seven days a week. This is The Herd. Attention listeners. With Colin Cowherd. So the Sean McVay story is very interesting. I want to step back and have a life. I think McVay feels at times a little underappreciated. He saved the quarterback. He saved the franchise. It was a boring, unwatchable mess. And I think he wants a little more power, a little more say in personnel. This is The Herd. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Since 1896, couples throughout Utah have shopped Essie Needham Jewelers for their diamond engagement ring. We offer our integrity price guarantee on a beautiful selection of unique, high-quality diamond engagement rings. Gals, you'll love our rings, and guys, you'll love our prices. We price our diamonds at internet pricing. Review the web and come see, hands-on, our beautiful selection. Shop and compare. Get Essie Needham quality at internet pricing, where Utah gets engaged. 
S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block at the sign of the clock. Breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Yes, it is Eric Franson and Jason Walker. We'd love to hear from you as well. Get interaction on the text line today. It's been good. 435-339-0321. The text did come through while you were out, Jason, and we'll have to do some digging on this about uh, potential small forwards that could be on a new team uh, in a month. Yeah, I've I've not uh, perused the trade market and trade rumors like as far as who's available because for me most of the focus has been who wants the Jazz players. So that's something I could look into. But I don't know. Yeah, we'll do some digging on that. Yeah, again, the mo- the players that will be available are going to be, again, the kinds that the Jazz, I don't know if they really need to be buying. Maybe there's another guy out there. Again, you're trying to find the maybe another Lowry Markkinen with this kind of trade. That's the ideal. It's kind of why I like John Collins. Cause I could see him as maybe another Lowry Markkinen type where, you're getting like if they again if they made that trade with, with Beasley and Vanderbilt for Collins in a first like that's the ideal trade you get a player plus a pick and it's a guy you can rehabilitate for value and just make into a better player fringe all star the way they did with Markkinen I don't think that was the plan with Markkinen but that's what happened right yeah Rui Hachimura is another guy that could maybe be like that I don't know if they'd be able to get a pick alongside him because Hachimura still has value. Um, whereas John Collins is kind of a negative asset because of his contract. But still, trade for a player, not necessarily just pick. If you're just asset hunting where you're just throwing guys away just to get a first-round pick down the line that's got, like, top 14 protections on it, that's not really as valuable. Might as well just keep them and have them play on a good team and be part of developing the guys you already have and the known commodities you have. There's more value than that than getting, like, the 27th pick in the draft three years down the line. Yeah, true. That's a good point. Uh, All right, it is Thursday, and on Thursdays we do our pick six, the six things we think might happen this weekend. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. It's the Full Court Press Pick 6. Ever since March Madness ended, I am so bored. Six things we think will happen this weekend. I don't know how the whole betting thing started, but it's fun. I have three lines. Jason has three lines. Shout out your radio. Agree or disagree with what we do, and we'll see how well we do on Monday with getting it correct. So, Jason, you won last week, so you I'll let you decide. you want to go first or defer? I'll go first this time. So, start with the first line. Uh, points scored by Utah State when they face San Jose State Friday. They'll be hosting them in the Spectrum. Over, under... 79 and a half. Ooh. Um, called an audible last second on that one. I raised it slightly from where I had it written down. <laughs> I like, it's too low, so I go 79 and a half. Ugh, boy, that's a good line. I'm going uh, to take the under. I'm going to take the over. I wanted to take the over. I was like, come on. Uh, okay. All right. Number two, uh, Walker Kessler. Uh, against the Nets on, 
I think it's on Saturday. Friday. Friday. Whenever they play the Nets, as long as they don't play them twice in a row. That one game against the Nets, Walker Kessler's combined points, rebounds, and blocks. Points, points, rebounds, rebounds, and blocks. Blocks. Those three stats. Uh, Over under 24 and a half. Ooh, that's that's pretty good. Um, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to go ahead and take the over. I have another 2020 game. (laughs) (laughs) Blow it out of the water. Then the third one wins by road teams. And for this weekend in the NFL's divisional rounds, I believe there's four games. Basically wins by the road teams this weekend in the NFL playoffs. Yeah, there's four games. Jaguars at Chiefs, Giants at Eagles, Bengals at Bills, Cowboys at 49ers. Over under one and a half wins by road teams. Uh, ooh. One and a half wins by road teams. Um, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the under as well. All right. Not confident in any of these road teams. <laughs> I know one of them's going to just because. You're right. Just that's how it goes. Otherwise, I would have put this at like 0.5 because it's like they're all big underdogs. Okay, so some of my lines are very similar to yours, just in a different light. <laughs> all right. They all deal with the exact, all the same games, more or less, but in a different frame. So – USU, San Jose State, as we mentioned, play each other Saturday afternoon. You've put the score, and I've got the margin. So Utah State by five and a half. Over or under? We'll go over, so Utah State winning by more than five and a half. Right. Um, I'm going to take the under. I think Aggies still win, but. It's not very much room there. No. (laughs) Uh Okay, going to the NFL divisional round uh, and uh, Buffalo hosting Cincinnati. So Buffalo over Cincinnati by five and a half. Got that Vegas line. I'm going to have Buffalo covering that. So you're going to take Buffalo with the over. Yep. Um, I'm going to go with the Bengals. Cover. Gonna pick him to win too? Uh, no. <laughs> Just to cover. Still, there's not a whole lot of room there. <laughs> no. And then finally, Lowry marketing points versus the Brooklyn Nets. Since I said we were going on the same, same games, same games, <laughs> Just everything the same. But marketing points versus Brooklyn, twenty-seven and a half. Hmm. Might go with the under. I'm going to take the over. He's had like six games of 30 or more since I know, it's like, voting. it's like you should be, do the over, but then when you do that, then he randomly scores like 17 in a game. <laughs> that's probably true. And that's just, and now that I picked the under, he's going to go for like 57. So <laughs> just that's how it's going to go. Uh, and do you have a, a tiebreaker? Do you have a tiebreaker? So over under combined rushing yards between Daniel Jones and Jalen Hurts. They, they face each other. Uh, in the Giants-Eagles game on Saturday. So, rushing yards over under 60 and a half. And I'll let you pick, and I will have to pick the other. Uh, I'm going to take the – I'll take the under. All right, I'll go with the over. Yeah, okay. 
All right. No, that's good. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, I think we're going to have – I don't know why I don't have one of these calendars in here, but we're going to have some of those divisional games here on the fan this weekend. Um, you know, we have uh, – we've been able to carry some of the – we played some wild card games last weekend. I know we got some divisional games coming up this weekend. We've got the Jazz. Um, so it's, it's going to be a busy weekend here on the fan. It's your home for sports on the radio. Got all the games. Kind of planned it that way. Works out nicely. All right, another timeout here in the Full Court Press. Love to get your thoughts on a couple different topics topics that we've thrown out there. Uh, Utah Jazz, buyers or sellers in the uh, trade market right now? What type of player or what specific player would you like to go after? Uh, Utah State is preparing for San Jose. The Spartans will come to the spectrum on Saturday afternoon. Jazz with a nice win over the Clippers last night. And a lot more. we got high school basketball in action tonight as well. It's all coming up here on the Full Court Press. Why schedule your appliance repair with Daryl's? Because we are factory trained and have experience and parts in stock to get your appliance fixed efficiently and quickly. Hi, I'm Brian, the service manager at Daryl's. We guarantee your satisfaction and promise to give you the five-star service you deserve. Remember, we can compete with their price, but they can't compete with our service. Daryl's, west on Airport Road. Open till 6 on weekdays, 5 p.m. on Saturdays. Copiers, printers, service, and supplies are just the beginning. Les Olson IT is the premier source for your business's structured cabling, IT, software, telephones, and security systems. We partner with you to find the ideal solution to all of your office technology needs. Tell us your goals and we'll get you there. Find out more at lesolson.com. Les Olson IT. Alpine Home Medical has been around for over 25 years. Can you believe that? Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent. What keeps us coming to work every day? We're passionate about caring for you. From home and bathroom safety to transportation, mobility, recovery, oxygen, sleep, and more, come into any of our 10 locations today and let us take care of you. Visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. And now, the, 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 the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. <laughs> what do you do if you're the Raiders moving on from Derek Carr? Does it make sense that if Tom Brady wants to play next year, would he play for the Raiders? And, and my source said, it's not a given that Josh McDaniels would want Tom Brady he might want Jimmy G. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Has inflation got you down? This is Zach with HSA Depot. Did you know you can save money by using your pre-tax income to buy qualifying medical supplies? Health savings and flex spending accounts can be used for more than just doctor visits and prescriptions. HSA Depot helps you conquer your health care by providing HSA and FSA eligible products, taking the guesswork out of the process. Come to HSA Depot next to Sally Beauty and see how much you can save. HSA Depot, five-star review. Welcome to the new year and happy winter driving. As the weather outside gets colder, it's more important than ever to have a reliable vehicle to get you around safely. That's where Murdoch Hyundai comes in with the Drive at Home sales event. Right now, receive 2.9% for five years on the 2023 Tucson or Santa Fe. And every new Hyundai comes with America's best warranty, a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty and owner's assurance. When you walk through our doors, you feel like family. At Murdoch Hyundai in Logan, Linda Murray or online at MurdochHyundai.com. 
Call 866-628-3065 for CD alert for complete details. Offer expires 131-23. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press, 435-339-0321 if you want to chime in. Um, you know, we've been talking a lot about the Utah Jazz, and the, the trade deadline is coming up. February 9th is when the deadline is, so it's just a few weeks away. And certainly there are rumors that circulate and seem to be involving the Jazz. There were some earlier that uh, kind of surrounded uh, Malik Beasley, and then Jared Vanderbilt, and then there were some surrounding Mike Connolly with the Clippers, and that's kind of quieted down. Uh, now things are resurfacing with Atlanta, maybe being a, a potential trade partner with Utah. But Jason, you've uh, you, you found a number of different potential trades that are out there. Yeah, ESPN and uh, also one of their writers. Like there was an article that had a couple of trade ideas for each team, and then Bobby Marks from ESPN had a bunch of different trade ideas. So I have six in total. I don't know if we'll get through all of these. But I'll bounce these off of you see what you think. I'm not particularly sure I love any of these trades, but they're probably about what you'd expect given the player and you know the price they'd pay. So the first one from ESPN, the Jazz trade Jordan Clarkson to the Mavericks, and they get Tim Hardaway Jr. and a 2027 first-round pick that's top seven protected. I would do that. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., I mean, he has... I mean, you lose a, an absolute scoring punch with Clarkson, but Hardaway Jr. can provide scoring. Um, he's a decent defender, but really it's that that uh, draft pick that you get. Yeah, that is the main thing because Hardaway at this point, he's having his worst season efficiency-wise since 2015. He's starting to go on the downhill. Mm. But, yeah, it is that pick, and I guess you're assuming that by 2027 the Mavericks haven't fallen apart. That would basically only be if Luca did leave for whatever reason. Yeah. But then they might actually get inside the top seven. So it's not a bad trade. But I, I might keep Jordan Clarkson around. Again, it's hard. He's kind of on the edge there. Yeah. Where it's like you'd like to pick him. Like, what else are you getting out of Clarkson? But as I said before, there's value in keeping him around beyond getting another just one more swing at the draft. Um, Next one. Jazz trading Malik Beasley to Memphis for Danny Green, Kenny Chandler, and a 2024 first-round pick that's top 10 protected. Um, I think Green has some potential. I don't know anything about the other guy. Kenny Chandler is like a six-foot guard. He's a former second-round pick. He's not doing it. The thing is, this is really almost entirely the first. because It's all about the pick. Yeah, because Hardaway can kind of maybe provide something. Danny Green is like 34 or 35. He's not doing anything other than hitting threes at this point in his career. His glory days are beyond him. They're done. They're, they're in his rear view. So I'm not a huge fan of this trade. Yeah. It's just you're getting a first-round pick that will be in the mid-20s. Because Memphis is going to be good. Be good. So... Again, these are probably all about the, the price of these players, but, again, I th- think with these, maybe there's a bit more value. Yeah, I think I'd rather keep Malik Beasley. 
There's actually another trade. This was Bobby Marks. It was a different person making a similar Memphis trade. He said Malik Beasley to Memphis for Danny Green, Xavier Tillman, and a 2024 first. His is like top 14 protected, but so that's that's kind of even worse. Yeah, I don't I, I don't like that one any better. I probably prefer the the other one because Tillman was actually very intriguing as a rookie, but he's not gone anywhere since. Mm. And then it's also Danny Green. <laughs> he's still part of the deal, so no. Yeah, here's one. So Pelicans uh, trade with the Pelicans trade Jordan Clarkson for the uh, journeyman Garrett Temple, Jackson Hayes, and a 2024 first that is top ten protected. Again, that's about the pick that, yeah. in that deal. Hayes is slightly intriguing, but he's kind of gone downhill. Like He was on the rise, and now it felt like he may have hit his peak last year. And he's not continuing his – because he's still pretty young. I think he's only like 22, 23 years old. Mm. But he may have shown that he may just not quite have it as far as being a potential starter or high-level backup. That one's kind of intriguing. All right, so here's another one. Uh, Jazz trade Jared Vanderbilt to the Nets. They get Dayron Sharp, Kessler Edwards, and a 2027 Philadelphia first-round pick. So it's it's a Philadelphia pick coming from the Nets, and that pick is already top eight protected. So whether they'd want to or not, there'd be protections on it. Right. Um, and that may be a little bit more intriguing. Couple of young players, I believe. Yeah, Kessler younger was a, players. I think he was a second round pick in last year's draft. Sharp was a back end of the first round draft pick in the not this past draft, but the one before that. He showed some intrigue as a rookie center, contributing on a Nets team that was clearly going with veteran players. Although Sharp hasn't followed it up very much this year. He's not playing very much. I don't know if Kessler's playing at all. Yeah. Hmm. And it's a twenty seven. Yeah, 2027 first. Based on what Philadelphia does. Uh, yeah, mm, it, maybe. It's a maybe. Yeah, there's there's some intrigue there. And then the last one I've got, Jazz trade Jared Vanderbilt to Miami for Dwayne Dedman and a lottery-protected pick for this upcoming draft. Top 14 protected, 2023. How old is Dwayne Dedman? Seems like I he's been know. around for a while. I didn't know he was still playing. I thought he was done. And all of a sudden he pops and is like, wait, Dwayne Dedman is still on a team? Last I checked in, he was with, like, Washington. I got to look him up. Yeah, it's just – yeah, that one's interesting because it could maybe give you more ammo to trade up for this year's draft. But still, like – He's a lo- 33 years old. Really? He's only 33? He's six foot ten. Yeah, he's a center. He's He's, like, that bulky, strong center – you know, at his best, he's a guy who would average like 10 and 10 or something like that. Yeah. I don't know if he ever did that, but that's the kind of player he was. If he'd maybe, you know, played a little better. That was, that was his archetype. And what was the pick? 2023 lottery protected. Hmm. See, Miami, they're, they're, uh, they're currently 25 and 21. So they're in the sixth position. I'd tell him to make it like top eight protected, and I'd probably think about that. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of these trades, they're kind of on that. They're about what you'd expect. Like, these guys, Clarkson, Beasley, and whatnot, they're not going to give you tons of picks and players. 
And this is why I'm hesitant to maybe trade them now, because it's like, unless you can put them into a John Collins or Hachimura trade where you're getting a player and maybe a pick, there's just not enough value in these protected picks and worthless players, worthless to the Jazz players. Right, just filler. They're just filling space, filling rosters, filling, uh, yeah. Yeah, so when, we say, so when we say dumping veterans, this is the guys we're getting. All right, have a great night, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.